Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm so excited about tonight. Amen. Our missionary service. Praise God. Uh, Brother and Sister Patterson are here with us this evening. They're from Romania, missionaries to Romania. Amen. What a beautiful couple. And two even more beautiful daughters. Amen. Naomi and Abigail. Amen. Naomi is going to sing for us tonight. <laughs> Amen. I'm so excited about what the Lord has laid on their hearts for us tonight, what God is going to do in this place. Amen. We are gathered together in the presence of the Lord to receive of Him. Amen. And my excitement and your excitement ought to be not because any particular person is here, but because the Lord Jesus Christ is here. Amen. And where He is, anything is possible. Where He is, there is liberty. There is freedom. There is deliverance. There is salvation. There is healing, provision. Whatever your need is tonight, He's here to meet that need. Praise God. Let's all stand. Amen. Let's lift our hands in faith, believing that the Lord Jesus Christ is going to come and minister to our needs here this evening. Lord Jesus, You're an awesome God. We heap glory and honor unto the Most High. You are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. There is nothing, there is nothing that You cannot do. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. We heap glory and honor unto the Most High God. Jesus, You are the Most High God. You are high and lifted up. Your train fills the temple because You've never known failure. You've never known defeat. All You've ever experienced is victory. Hallelujah, Jesus. And because we are Your people, we experience victory through You. From victory to victory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank You, Jesus, for victory tonight. Thank You, Jesus, that You are here to meet all needs. Hallelujah, Jesus. We pray, Lord Jesus, for each and every person here within the sound of my voice. I pray, Lord Jesus, that You would move mightily, that You would move wondrously, that You would move gloriously in our midst. Hallelujah, Jesus. Whatever it is we're seeking tonight, we'll find it in You. Whatever our needs are, they will be met in You. Whatever question we have, our answer is You. Thank You, Jesus, for Your presence in this place tonight. Thank You, Jesus, for all that You have in store. Bless these people tonight, I pray, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Uh, you can be seated for just a second. I would be remiss if I did not honor our guest tonight. Amen. Uh, Michael Rudy is here with us this evening. Amen. And we appreciate that. Praise God. Amen. We pray that you're blessed. Amen. We are blessed tonight because you're here. Amen. All right. Uh, well, without further ado, we're going to let our missionaries take over the service. Uh, whatever you guys feel to do, uh, I want you to take your complete liberty, please. Amen. Just be led by the Spirit of the Lord, and we'll receive. Amen. Let's all stand one more time. And as they come, let's lift our hearts and our hands one more time and thank God. Thank the Lord Jesus Christ for what He is about to do here. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Brother Baxter. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, O God. You are worthy and worthy to be praised, O God. I love you, Jesus. 
Oh, we are, Lord, waiting and expecting, oh, Lord, miraculous in the name of Jesus, because you are the one true living God. I love you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. God is good. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for having us here tonight on a Wednesday night. And uh, I just feel like at home. Um, I, uh, I've said to several already that Wisconsin reminds me of Romania. And uh, so that's a factor. And then I met my uh, a new friend here, Brother Leo. He's from Texas, uh, just where my family is from, my mom is from. So that's pretty cool. And then um, I heard that you all are from Spencer, Iowa. And that's one of our good friends, the Wallaces, and Abigail Wallace, my wife's good friend. So we're just, you know, if we keep on talking, we might be family. You know, we might be from, uh, is anyone from Romania? Let me just go ahead and get that out of the way. <laughs> uh, so God bless you so much and so thankful that we get to be here today. We're honored and to be staying with the Demus um, uh, in there in their home. such a wonderful place. And we just know that God is doing great things here and we just want to share some things that God has done in Romania. And of course, uh, you know, as missionaries, we always like to tell the good parts, right? Uh, but there's also been some downturns and some valleys. But we believe we're going to keep on going and keep on praying in Jesus' name because the church doesn't stop. We don't stop because of hard times. We just keep on praying, keep on going forward in Jesus' name. And uh, so that's what we're doing in Romania. My parents are missionaries there. And we have lived there since 1995, uh, so we've been there quite a long time. And uh, now we live in the city of Bucharest. And if you know where uh, Bucharest or Eastern Europe, Romania is in Eastern Europe. Um, it's right below Ukraine. So if you've been seeing the maps of the war, it's right below Ukraine. We have a lot of refugees now uh, because of the war. Uh, but thank God that there are people that love God wherever you may be. And my father's there, and he was just in Ukraine a couple weeks ago. And he went to the church there in Kiev where our pastor is, has a church, or UPC church. And uh, thank God that the church is growing in the middle of war. Uh, they ran about 100 before, but now they're running about 300. And God is filling people with the Holy Ghost. People are being baptized in Jesus' name. The church is growing. And uh, sometimes, you know, none of us like uh, hard times, but Lord, we need revival and we want to be available, um, you know, whatever happens. And of course, Romania went through a lot of hard times during communism. Uh, it was a very hard revolution. I'm sure maybe you have remembered when the Iron Curtain fell. Uh, there was a revolution in Romania. Nicolae Ceausescu was the dictator of Romania. Uh, he fell. Um, he, there was a revolution. He escaped, and he escaped through a helicopter on the top of his uh, of the parl of, of the office of the government headquarters. He escaped by helicopter, but the pilot turned on him, uh, laid uh, uh, landed the helicopter, and he fled for about three days before they caught him. And uh, by tr uh, uh, tr tribunal, or he was uh, judged, him and his wife, and executed on national television on Christmas Day in 1989. And uh, since then, you know, it wasn't always smooth sailing, uh, but my mom always says this, God did not liberate Romania for Romania to have new malls or new cars or new cell phone, but for them to have liberty to worship God. And they need liberty because many years they cannot worship God freely. 
every time they would close the windows, pray in secret, and and uh, because they could not even have a Bible without uh, the government coming and confiscating that. I still remember, even though we came in after communism, we went to a house one time, and I remember them closing the windows and the curtains and saying, the neighbors might hear us praying. And this was after communism, but it was like that mindset of, we have to be uh, secretive or we don't want our neighbors to, to tell on us. And thank God that today we can worship God freely in Romania and praise God that just like anywhere in the world, when there are people that love God, it doesn't matter what's going on. We're going to worship God and praise the Lord and thank the Lord for that. And we are so honored to, to be in Romania and establish a church in Bucharest. Of course, it's a city of three million people, so one church is uh, is small compared to to the work in Romania. But we are establishing preaching points. We have a pastor now that's uh, a Romanian. His name is Yonus Zabo, and he is a pastor in the church now while we're in deputation, and he's doing a great job. And we thank God for we know that God has great things in plan for the country of Romania. And we're praying, and we know that God has great plans. Eastern Europe is a harvest field. It's probably one of the most unreached places uh, uh, for our apostolic faith in the world. It's just a very, very hard place that has been in uh, history. But God is opening doors like never before. We have two men that are actually going to be licensed here soon as ministers. So we're go- we've gone from zero ministers, other than my father and I, to one. And now we're going to three. So we're doubling or tripling and the work of god is growing in jesus name so thank you for having us your prayers make a difference so please pray for us please pray for our family please pray for brother yonutz the church in bucharest our church is called new life so pray for our church in jesus name we speak i speak romanian does someone speak romanian here you know uh, no Romanians. <laughs> we have some Texas. We have some. Um, anyone from Alabama? We'll just go ahead and ask <laughs> um, where my father's from. Um, but from t- uh, Romania, uh, we say uh, a word that we can all learn tonight is what we say when we greet each other in church. So usually, you know, here we say praise the Lord or God bless you. There we say peace, peace, which is pace, pace. So would y'all like to practice that here tonight? And you can learn a Romanian word, and you can uh, y- and you can tell your colleagues you speak Romanian, uh, your family. I speak Romanian now. Uh, so pace, it's two syllables. Oh, there we go, brother. You already you already got this. All right, everyone on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh, y'all are so good. Y'all are all Romanians. There we go. So we always say that pace when we greet each other. It's just like a greeting, but it means peace. And we need peace in our world today. Uh, We need the Prince of Peace. Because no one can bring peace like Jesus. And he's the true peace. Oh, we know the end time, the Antichrist will say peace, peace. But, oh, we need the Prince of Peace. We need Jesus Christ in our lives. So we're going to show a little video uh, now uh, about Romania. And then my wife will come and sing a song. Uh, But please enjoy this video and uh, see what God has been doing in the country of Romania.
city in Romania, Brasov, a city of 275,000 people, and we believe God is going to do a great thing in this city, the next city in Romania. city but we know that God has great things all across the city and now brother Yunus has started a new preaching point in the north of the city and we would like brother Yunus just to share some things in Romania about what God is doing here and what led him to start this preaching point and the things that God is doing here in Bucharest. Dumnezeu să vă binecuvinteze. Așa cum a zis fratele Daniel, suntem într-o zonă specială a Bucureștiului. Avem deja biserica noastră principală în partea de sud, dar aici, în partea de nord, a început biserica, de aceea este special. Și acum vrem din nou să avem o biserică stabilă în locul acesta. Este un loc unde vin foarte mulți oameni din toate părțile Bucureștiului și vin la lucru, la birou. Este o zonă principală pentru multe firme și este dorința noastră să predicăm cuvântul Domnului în tot Bucureștiul. Dar aici cred că este un punct bun de unde putem să începem să ne răspândim. I am here with Andre Zabo. He is a great young man in our church. Andre, what are some of the things that you have done in our Bucharest church? Hello, brother. I play the drums, the piano, and I translate for the for the Sunday school. Awesome. He is a great young man, and he also preaches. He is the next preacher in Romania. people, the next city over, Sibiu.
Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness. Oh, we have so much to be thankful for. Oh, we know the name of Jesus. We know who he is. We have the word of God. We have liberty. Oh, let's just thank the Lord right now for all he has done for us. Thank you, Lord, for your safety. Thank you, Lord, for health. Thank you, Lord, for your blessings. Lord, I'm so thankful I'm here today in an apostolic church, oh God. Thank you for bringing me here, oh God. Thank you, Lord, we can hear your word, oh God, without being afraid for our lives, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness and your blessings, oh God. Thank you, Jesus, for your promises. Or yea and amen, oh God. Thank you, Lord. We know who you are today. Thank you for your spirit in his place. Oh, we want to be, oh Lord, ready in vessels for you today in the name of Jesus. Oh Lord, thank you, oh God. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen. Amen. And the Word of God says, be thankful. Uh, be thankful in every season, in every moment. And um, we thank the Lord, and we thank the Lord for our brothers and sisters. And we thank the Lord for our pastor, Brother Becker. Thank you so much for your leadership and for inviting us to come. And thank you for all you do for missions. We really appreciate that. And uh, thank you to Sister Rudy as well for organizing everything and helping us. God bless you, Sister Rudy. And to every uh, saint of God in this place, we know that uh, we work together for the kingdom of God. And thank the Lord that the early church did not stop there but kept on preaching the word. Wherever they went, they kept preaching the word until it got to La Crosse, Wisconsin. Amen. Thank the Lord for someone that kept preaching the word and keep loving truth and kept being faithful. I want to turn in our Bibles today to Acts chapter 12. And uh, as we start, let's start in verse 5 of Acts chapter 12. Amen. We're going to stay mostly in this chapter uh, talking about one of the stories, I believe, that's not as well known in the book of Acts. Uh, but certainly it is a powerful story that I feel that uh, the Lord wants us to, to talk about today and to understand the lessons from this from the story. In Acts chapter 12, verse five, the Bible says, Peter, therefore, was kept in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with two chains and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him and a light shined in the prison and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith unto him, Cast thy garment about thee, and follow me. So I like to preach on this subject tonight. Put your sandals on, or put shoes on your faith. Put shoes on your faith. 
Let's just ask the Lord to speak to our hearts today through his word and open our hearts. Lord, we're ready, O God. We're wanting, O Lord, your word, O Lord, just to touch our hearts. We open ourselves to you, O Lord Jesus. Speak to us, O God, from the back to the front, O God. We want your word, O God, to be, O Lord, a lamp unto our feet, a light into our path, O God. We need your word, O God, because your word is forever settled in heaven. It doesn't change, O God. And we need a word from you, O Lord, in this hour in this day and this night for our lives for eternity in the name of Jesus thank the Lord thank the Lord hallelujah hallelujah amen amen we need the word of God amen and we need to pray because Peter was in prison but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. So what's the context here? The context is that uh, Peter was in a tough situation. Uh, Peter was in prison. And as we read, he wasn't just in any prison, but he was in the supermax prison. I'm not sure what's the best and the, the most secure prison, high security, but he was in the highest of the highest security. We read in verse 1 of Acts chapter 12 that Herod the king was stretching forth his hands to vex or to persecute the church. And he already, verse 2 says, he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. So it wasn't just threatenings. He actually was killing people because of their faith in Jesus Christ. In verse 3 it says, and because he saw it please the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. He said, well, if they liked it when I took, I killed James, so I'm going to take Peter also. He, he said, I'm going to take the, 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 the leaders of the church. And that will really shut them up. That's what he thought. But no, the church kept on praying. In verse 4 it says, and when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. So four squadrons of soldiers or uh, 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 groups, and that was 16 soldiers to guard one man. That's, that's a high security prison. I don't know what, what ratio that is, but 16 guards to guard one man. It seemed like an impossible situation. Peter didn't seem like, have you ever been in a situation where you felt like there was no way out? It just felt like it's just impossible. All I know to do is to pray. And sometimes we don't even do that. But Lord, help us to pray because God can do a miracle. And sometimes we wonder, how did I get in this situation? And how do I get out of this situation? Herod was a bloodthirsty king. We use that phrase and we use that phrase in Romania a lot. Maybe have you heard of Dracula before? Yeah, well, Dracula was a real man. His name was Vlad the Impeller, Vlad Sepesh. 
And uh, Bram Stoker, of course, made a myth or made a, a whole story about him that has untruths to it, of course. Uh, but he, in reality, he was a real man, and he was a bloodthirsty king, just like many medieval kings and counts were. Uh, he stopped the Turkish Ottomans from invading Romania, and he's considered a hero in Romania till this day, uh, even though a long time ago. But uh, he did not tolerate. He he was a bloodthirsty king, and just like Herod was, he didn't he didn't care. He would just kill anyone that he wanted to. And so Peter was in this situation where he was in a super max prison, but the church started praying. And the Bible says the church started praying without ceasing unto God. And when the angel came, see, I heard a a quote that says that the angel fetched Peter out of prison, but it was prayers that fetched the angel. Thomas Watson said that the angel fetched Peter out of prison, but it was prayer that fetched the angel because God can do miracles Not only in the first century, but in the 21st century, God can do miracles today, not only in Jerusalem, but in Wisconsin. God can do miracles, not only in Israel, but in Romania. God can do miracles. I've seen God do miracles. I remember one time a young boy about three years old was three, four years old, was very sick. He was at our our church, and he was there for two or three days, very sick, did not eat, was just, uh, he could not eat. He was just uh, uh, very sick. And so we called, his mother came to to the front for prayer, and we prayed for him. And, you know, children, you know, they don't, they don't uh, hide very good their emotions. You know, they, if they're sick, if they don't feel good, they'll tell you they don't feel good. And so he was telling everyone, crying, you know, just, you know, very upset because he didn't feel good. He was sick. But as we started to pray for him in the name of Jesus, he, as his father was holding him, the child was crying and immediately stopped crying lifted his head and said, I'm hungry. I want something to eat now. The mother came over, took her child, started to feed him. He, God had healed him in that very moment. And I knew it was a miracle. I knew that that child had experienced the touch of God. Because God can do impossible things. The Bible says, Jesus said in Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible because God knows no chain that he cannot break. God knows no prison that he cannot set free. God knows no sickness that he cannot heal. God knows no problem in the family that he cannot resolve. Maybe to us it looks impossible, but to God, all things are possible. God can do things even though we don't understand everything. I remember one time a lady came to our church and she was she had a lot of pain in her head. I don't know if it was a migraine or or what it was, but we started praying for her. We took the anointing oil and laid our hands on her in Jesus name and God healed her miraculously. And uh, so I was talking to her and I said, you know, I want to come visit your family. And turns out she was I knew her. She lived pretty close to the church. So the next, I believe, Tuesday or Wednesday, I went to visit them. And I was, I was, as I was there at their home, they're a gypsy family. We were talking about it before church. Uh, we have uh, gypsies in Romania, very wonderful people. They're a little darker. Uh, they're a minority in Romania. 
if you look up the statistics, they're only about three or four percent of the population. But I don't think those statistics are true uh, because many of them are undocumented. Uh, they don't have papers. They don't have uh, birth certificates. Many times their parents are not married uh, legally, uh, of course, in their culture. But uh, there's many gypsies in Romania. And so I was, I was visiting them. I, I was just talking to them about the Lord. And the, as typical of gypsies, uh, you know, neighbors came over, family, friends. The house was getting full. And uh, there was a man sitting beside me. And the lady that had been to our church she said, uh, Pastor Daniel, she said, this man needs prayer. She said, do you have any of that special liquid with you that you had on Sunday? She said, do you have that special liquid with you? And I was thinking, what is she talking about? Y'all are quick. I think y'all, y'all got what she was talking about. And I was thinking, I don't know what she's talking about. And then I figured out she was talking about the anointing oil. And I said, well, I don't have any with me. I sometimes carry some with me. I said, but we can pray in the name of Jesus and God can heal this man. And uh, I said, but, you know, it's in the Bible. I said, if you have some oil in your kitchen, we can use that. She went over and grabbed a big bottle of oil. And uh, I stuck out my hand, and I thought she knew what we do, Brother Becker. You know, we only put a little bit. You know, it doesn't take much. Well, she popped open that, that lid of that uh, oil and started pouring this big bottle onto my hand. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what do I do with all this, right? And yeah, I was like, man, we're going to have grease, grease somebody's head, you know. And um, before, I kind of honestly, I let it drip off a little bit, you know, as I was talking, you know. Uh, and I was like, I don't know what to do with it. I started praying for this man, and God's presence filled that room. That man started crying. He couldn't really speak. He had a lot of uh, handicap. Uh, he he was, uh, had some handicap. Uh, but he started crying. God's presence filled that place. And that family, they have young children. They're coming to our Sunday school. God is working with that family right across the church. And what I took from that is that you don't have to understand everything to know that God is working. That lady, she didn't understand what anointing oil, olive oil, what kind of oil. She just knew she had a headache and we prayed for her and God touched her and healed her. It may have seemed like an impossible situation and maybe she didn't figure, she didn't know how she was going to get healed. But God can work in those situations. We just need to have faith. We just need to put shoes on our faith. We just need to take some steps of faith, come to an altar and say, God, I need a healing, Lord. I believe that you can do it. I believe I can get out of this situation. I can get out of this prison. And so when the angel came to Peter here in the scriptures that we read, the Bible says that the angel came and Peter was sleeping. So the angel hit Peter on the side and said, wake up. And the Bible says, as Peter got up, his chains fell off from his hands. The chains were already broken. God has already paid the price. God has already set you free. God has already paid the price for your healing. We just have to get up sometimes. And we have to claim our miracle. And the Bible says he got up. And the angel told him. And this is the, 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 the message that I would like to share tonight. Is He told, the angel told Peter, gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And I was amazed at this scripture because uh, it obviously it was a miracle, right? Obviously the angel was there. Obviously 
we see that the chains were broken. It was a miracle, but still God required Peter to make some steps, to take some steps of faith. And not just literal steps, but also some steps of just putting your shoes on. And I thought that was amazing because God requires that of that, uh, that of us today. We came to church today. We know God can heal us. We know God can fill us with the Holy Ghost, but we still put our shoes on today. We still put the key and the ignition in our car. We still had to drive here. We got dressed. We came here to the house of God. We took some steps because we know God has already done the work. But we had to take some steps of faith. That does not take away. When we do those things, that does not take away our understanding that God has already done the miracle. We just need to take those steps of faith. We need to put our shoes on. And the Bible says, and Peter did. He put his coat on. He got ready. He took the steps. And what are the steps that we are going to take today? Are you going to take a step today towards the Lord? Are you going to take the step that God has asked you to take? I believe that today is your day to take that step in the name of Jesus. He's already paid the price for you. He died on the cross for your sins. He's already done everything for you. We just need to take a step of faith today in Jesus' name. And as Peter was walking towards the gate, the Bible says that verse 10, he walked past the first and the second ward, and he came into the iron gate that leadeth unto the city. And the Bible says he, that which opened to them, of his own, to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, verse 11, he saith, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. Verse 12, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. So imagine this. The church is praying, having a prayer meeting. The Bible says they're praying without ceasing. Oh, Lord, help Peter to get out of prison, oh God. Oh, Lord, we need, God, Peter needs help. And all the while, God is working. Thank the Lord that God is working. Thank the Lord that prayers are being answered. And all the while, Peter is walking out. And as he got to the door, verse 13, he knocked at the door of the gate. And a young girl came to her named Rhoda. And she knew Peter's voice. She opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. Imagine it with me. They're praying for Peter to get out of prison. And Rhoda comes into the prayer meeting and says, everyone stop praying. Peter's at the gate. And we don't even have to really imagine. I used to say, you know, imagine with me, but we really don't have to because the Bible says very clearly what happened. They said to her. Verse 15, they said, thou art mad. That's an old way of saying, or maybe it's a way we can say today, you're crazy. You know, you lost it. You know, you, you're a couple of fries short of a Happy Meal, you know. Or, you know, what, what's going on with you, Rhoda? Don't you know? We know you don't ever pay attention to prayer meeting, Rhoda. Pay attention to the prayer request. We're praying for Peter to get out of prison. But Rhoda's like, no, he's at the gate. They said, thou art mad. But she constantly affirmed that it was even so. And they said unto her, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking at the gate. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. 
because what they were praying for was at the gate. I want to come today to tell you today, whatever you've been praying for, it could be that it's just at the gate. It's right at the door. And we just need to put on our shoes on and open the door and say, come on in my miracle. Come on in my healing. Lord, we are going to pray until we hear a knocking. Oh, that doesn't mean we're not going to pray. We're going to pray because we believe it's going to happen. That is what praying really does. It doesn't praying doesn't mean that. You know, I've seen many times how we, uh, you know, many times we get this tradition of praying and we just, we don't, you know, we're like, okay, you know, I'm just, I, I, I'm done praying with about that situation. But when's the last time we've kept on praying until we got an answer? When's the last time we kept on tearing or interceding before God until we got an answer? Lord, help us to intercede and pray without ceasing for Peter. For those needs that we have in our lives. So tonight, I believe that Rhoda is knocking at the door. I believe Peter, or sorry, Peter's knocking at the door. I believe our answer is at the door. We just have to open the door in Jesus' name. So what are the steps that we must take? Oh, thank the Lord, the word of God is so clear to us. And I'm thankful for people that want to know the word of God. In Romania... I'm just going to share a few more stories and then I'll close. But uh, in Romania, uh, when we first got there, not too long after we got there, maybe a year or so after we arrived in Romania, probably 1997, uh, my parents got a contact of a family in another part of Romania. And uh, it seems like every time we had gotten contacts of someone, they were always on the other side of Romania. (laughs) I don't know how that always worked. Um, But that did not stop my parents because they said, we're going to go. Uh, It doesn't matter where it is, we're going to go and and, and, uh, talk to this family and tell them about the Lord. Um, And it was kind of interesting sometimes because many times we got contacts of someone in the States that got into the church, and they would tell us about their family in Romania. Many times their family in Romania did not know about the Lord at all, so we'd be the first ones to tell them. Well, this family, they knew about the Lord, uh, but they did not know about Jesus' name baptism. They did not know about the filling of the Holy Ghost. So we went to visit them, and we're just getting to know them. And before you know it, uh, my dad has a Bible study and is teaching a Bible study. And as he was finishing, they said, uh, "They said, that's it. Tell us more. Tell us more. Don't stop. And so my dad kept on and taught the next Bible study. And at the end of that Bible study, they said, that's it. They said, please tell us more. And it was about three hours, four hours we were there. And as a kid, you know, that's a long time, you know. I mean, you know, I've been just preaching about 20-something minutes, and it's already getting kind of long, ain't it? (laughs) But my dad was there just teaching and teaching, and they were so hungry to hear the Word of God. Thank God that we're hearing the Word of God, and people at once. And uh, after that, they said, tell us some more. And my dad said, well, they said, if you have some questions. And they said, yes, can we be baptized right now in the name of Jesus? And my dad said, sure thing, where is water? And they said, about 10 minutes behind our house, across the field, there's a river. And we walked that day and baptized four in the name of Jesus Christ. Uh, On that day, we didn't even expect it to happen. We weren't ready, but God was ready. They were ready. The word of God was preached, and God, God opened their hearts. And God filled them, and they were baptized in the name of Jesus. Another story. Uh, of a young man, he was about 15 years old uh, at that time, and we were at, on a Saturday teaching at a cl- teaching a class, 
And um, uh, uh, and this was again a gypsy community where we were at. And we had we started about ten o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. We're teaching and and uh, we took a break for lunch because we all like to eat. Amen. Doesn't matter where you're from, uh, what language you speak, uh, we all like to eat. And so we're all eating except for one of the one of those young men. He's like I said, fifteen years old. And usually at fifteen years old, you know, they're just they're eating the house out, you know. Uh, but he was a big boy, and he was just—you can tell something was happening in his life. He was just reading the notes we had. He was just contemplating, and um, now I look back and I can understand. But before, I, I was thinking, you know, well, maybe he just doesn't feel good. You know, maybe something's wrong. Uh, maybe he's just—I don't know what's going on. Because everyone was eating all all around him, and come to find out, he was fasting. Because he said, I want the Holy Ghost in my life. And after lunch, we talked about how to pray for someone to receive the Holy Ghost. We didn't even know he was fasting to receive the Holy Ghost. And our teacher that day said, does someone want to receive the Holy Ghost right now? That young man raised his hand. He said, I want to receive the Holy Ghost right now. He came up front. God filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost after lunch on a Saturday. And later we found out he was fasting to receive the Holy Ghost. In fact, about five, him and another group of the other young men that was sitting beside him, they came up front. When they saw him receive the Holy Ghost, they came up front and God filled them all with the gift of the Holy Ghost that day in the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord for people like like that young man or like that family. They're hungry for God. Not just for a meal or something from this world. They are hungry for God. And I want to ask you today, are you hungry for God? Do you want more from God? Do you want the gift of the Holy Ghost? Do you believe that we must be baptized in the name of Jesus? Are those things that you believe, are you hungry for God? I can promise you that the word of God is clear. God says we need to put shoes on our faith. We can take those steps in Jesus' name. So let us all stand here tonight. And I'm not going to ask you to come to this front, but what I'm going to ask you to do is put shoes on your faith. What I am going to ask you to do, if you feel like it, you can come to this front. But what I'm asking all of us to do is just to have faith. God, put something before the Lord tonight. Whether that's a, a, a Peter in prison or maybe that's a family member or whether that's a sickness that you may have in your body. I just ask you to put your faith in Jesus Christ. Say, God, I give it all to you and I believe that you have paid the price for me. And when you do that, I can promise you God rewards faith and God sees your faith. So what steps can you take tonight? What are the steps you're going to take? Are you going to repent of your sins? If you haven't repented of your sins, you can repent of your sins tonight. And God can forgive you. You can be baptized. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost. You can be healed tonight. Whatever your need is, take that step tonight. And God can do a work. So let's all pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we come before you. Father, 
the Lord of hosts, the one that knows our end, our beginning, our needs, O oh God. We pray, O oh Lord, for each and every person that is in this place today, O oh God. O oh Lord, each and every need, whether, O oh Lord, it's a need for the soul, O oh God. Whether, O oh Lord Jesus, someone, O oh God, has been burdened with sin, O oh God. It needs, O oh Lord, to be, O oh Lord, forgiven of their sins tonight, O oh God. We know in the name of Jesus you can reach down and that you can, O oh Lord, Lord, restore, O oh God, any situation. That you can, O oh Lord, heal any sickness in the name of Jesus. That you can, O oh Lord, do the work, O oh God, of your spirit, O oh God. That you can reach down in our souls, O oh God. You can reach down, O oh Lord, and minister in the name of Jesus. We're going to take the steps of faith today, O oh God. We're going to walk towards that gate, O oh God. We're going, O oh Lord Jesus, to obey your word in the name of Jesus. Though I do not understand it all, and though, oh God, I don't see the end, oh Lord, I know that you are faithful, oh Lord, and that your word is true. In the name of Jesus, we pray tonight, oh God, every chain to be break, oh God, every door to be open in the name of Jesus, every sickness to be healed in the name of Jesus, every doubt to be crushed in the name of Jesus, every, oh Lord, fear in the name of Jesus to be, O Lord, taken out. In the name of Jesus, every depression to be healed in Jesus' name. And we pray, O God, by faith, in the name of Jesus, that every need will be supplied here tonight, O God. Every prayer request can be answered here tonight, O God. We're going to pray, O Lord, and we're going to seek your face in Jesus' name. Because we know you are here, O God. And we know that you are true. And we know that you never change, O Lord. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. If you've done it for Peter, you can do it for me, O God. If you did it in Jerusalem, you can do it here, O God. We're going to pray, O Lord. We know you're going to answer, O Lord. For you are faithful and you are true, O God. Lord, we're going to keep walking we're going to keep believing in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, tonight can be your night in the name of Jesus to be set free in Jesus' name. Tonight can be your night to be healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you're seeking the Holy Ghost, you can be filled with the Holy Ghost tonight in Jesus' name. Oh, just put shoes on your face right now. Seek the face of God. Oh, we're here, Jesus. We're ready, oh God, to hear your word, oh God. We're ready, oh Lord, for the miracle. We're ready in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Let's just lift up our hands and worship the Lord right now. God wants to fill us right now. In Jesus' name, we're ready, oh God. Fill us with your spirit, oh God. Fill us with boldness and power, oh God. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. In Jesus' mighty name, hallelujah. That's right. Put your faith into action tonight. Put faith into action tonight and God will do the work. He'll do the rest. Just put your faith into action. Oh, Lord, in Jesus' name, we receive it, oh God. I receive it right now, oh Lord. In the name of Jesus, we praise you, oh God. I worship you, oh Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, oh God. 
Oh, yes, Jesus is in this place right now. Hallelujah. Oh, he's, oh, Lord, ministering to us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. 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 Oh, we give you the praise and we give you the glory. Oh, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, reign on us, oh God. We love you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, I feel the Lord ministering to our lives tonight. Oh, it's just the beginning of what God wants to do in your life. Hallelujah. As you learn more and more to put shoes on your faith, it's going to get easier and easier. Hallelujah. Just like a child putting shoes on, they're going to keep on getting better and better at it. Oh, Lord, we want to, oh Lord, to keep believing in you, Jesus. Whatever the day, whatever the hour, whatever the location, oh, God, we're going to keep believing and having faith in Jesus' name. In my life and our lives tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Praise God. Let's keep praying for just a moment, shall we? Let's tarry here for just a little while. Amen. I agree. The presence of the Lord is here and God is working. God is moving. Praise God. Continue to reach out to Him, church. Continue to, to speak with Him. Let Him speak with you. Amen. What Brother Patterson preached on isn't predicated on our worthiness, folks. It's predicated on God's goodness. Amen. Amen. So if you feel like you're not worthy, that's fine. Keep pressing. You don't have to be worthy. We receive from Him because He is good. Because He loves us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Continue, Lord Jesus, I pray, to minister to these needs. Some of these needs are deep-seated. Some of these are deep-rooted. I pray, O oh God, that in these situations, these circumstances, that You would uproot them, that You would shine the light of day on them, that they would be unpacked and worked through. Hallelujah! That You would bring healing. That You would bring forgiveness. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Folks, some of these needs that we have, you've had them for decades. You may not even realize you have them anymore. They manifest themselves in certain ways. You have no idea why. But they stem back to something that happened to you as a child. Something that happened to you years ago. Something someone said. Something someone did. It could be something as simple as you need the Holy Ghost. You need salvation. You need forgiveness. And again, I've been there. I've come out of the world. I know what it's like to feel unworthy in the presence of God. Feel the holy presence of God. Understanding what I did 
what I did that day. But I received from Him, not because I was worthy, because He loved me. It's His perfect will to save us, to deliver us, to set us free. Do you want to be free? Truly and completely free. Only Jesus can do that for you. Amen. I wanted to be free. And He did. Some of you know what I'm talking about. He set you free. Praise God. And whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Praise God. That's a legal term. Indeed. You are set free legally. Legally by God's standards. Praise God. Praise God. We serve an awesome God, folks. He has made provision for us for whatever it is we have need of. And as Brother Patterson said so, so perfectly, all we got to do is get up and go get it. It's available to us anytime we want it. He's, he's made the way. He's paid the price. He's done everything that can be done. All we have to do is receive it. And we receive it by faith. Amen. Thank you, Brother and Sister Patterson. What a powerful message. Lord Jesus, as we go our separate ways, as we're dismissed from this place, I pray, Lord, that You would go with us, that we would go with You, that this service wouldn't end here and now, but that we would continue to meditate upon it, that we would continue to think about it, that You would bring it to our remembrance, that You have provided for all of our needs, that it is Your desire to heal us and to save us and to to provide for us and to, to, to deliver us. Every question, every need You've made provision for. Thank You, Jesus. I am so thankful for You. Your mercy, Your grace, Your long-suffering patience toward us. Thank You for salvation. Thank You for healing. Help us, Lord Jesus, to open our eyes of faith, to put shoes on our faith, to start acting out what we say we believe. The Word of God is true from cover to cover. Every promise in there is true. We have not because we ask not. Ask and we shall receive that our joy may be full. Help us to ask and help us to ask in faith believing. We're going to take You at Your Word, Lord Jesus. If You said it, we're going to trust that that's what You mean. Thank You, Jesus. As we go our separate ways, bless the people of God. Bless those within the sound of my voice. Bring us back at the day appointed. These things we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.